0: Welcome in, everyone, to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, joined by the guy in his basement. Yes. Mr. Randy Cook. He's uh, he's social distancing for the moment, but we're going to have a great show anyways, <laughs> Randy, and I'm so glad that your internet works down there in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> I am not
1: that distant.
0: I, well, <laughs> I swear to you. <laughs> he's somewhere uh, in a place to be yet disclosed. Yeah, but, you know, right. this, this show is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be valuable for people because it's something that we're all potentially going to be facing. You know, there's a lot of conversation about taxes, about investments and financial success. In fact, to keep it simple, that's exactly what we entitled this show, taxes. Investments in financial success. Randy, where do we come up with these amazing ideas and, and topics to name our shows? There, titles? It's, it's
1: unbelievable. There is no real getting in deeply into the mind of Michael Wall. There truly isn't. It's kind of like <laughs> bouncing around inside Robin Williams. It's just, it's a scary place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could be, depending on how far you get. So, we're going to talk a little bit today just about those topics because I really believe that you need to be aware of what's happening. Before we jump into that, though, I want to thank all of our listeners who have been dialing in each and every week. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, you may have some questions about your independent investments, and we have some resource for you by going to leanonthewall.com. Many of you may know, and some of you may not, that we own several other companies helping families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. You can learn more about them by going to leanonthewall.com. And if you have not yet, we'd love your feedback, comments, and, and ratings of the show as well on whatever podcast app you are listening to this show on. You know, Randy, it's interesting to me as, you know, I mean, you know, and as some of our listeners may know this as well, that, you know, for about six years, I did commentating nationally on CNBC, Squawk Box, and Fox Business, and Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, Still write for Forbes, and some other journalistic organizations. And it's amazing to me how a lot of times over the years, information that is being sent out is, is information, and it's almost like first to the place or first in, so to speak. And unfortunately, it's like today, information, whether it's political information or financial information, has really a lack of desire to worry about factual information and more a desire of the idea of race to first. And so I really wanted to talk today about some things that I believe are going to be impactful to you as you look at not only taxes, but your investments, right? How to reduce your taxes potentially, how to potentially increase your investments by sound thinking and kind of paying attention to some things that matter along the way and really achieving the kind of financial success that you want to achieve. And Randy, it's so, I I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like there's a lot of information out there that can spin people around and cause them to kind of really be like, okay, I've listened to a lot of things, I've read a lot of things, I've watched a lot of things, but I really don't have any better handle on the direction that I should go before I started watching and listening and reading.
1: (laughs) Well, you've said many times that a financial plan is not a financial plan unless there's also a tax plan that is associated with it. And you've also said many times that the tax landscape is a moving target. They yeah. are constantly changing rules and things that could affect you. And we all wonder, you know, after the government spends $6 trillion helping us out of the pandemic and that mm-hmm. money was probably needed to, to keep our economy afloat, how does that money come back? And there's been some creative ideas out there. And one of them right now is coming out of the state of New Jersey. And, you know, they have big rooms full of computers and they're doing all of these calculations and all of the trading that happens on Wall Street. Well, New Jersey happens to house a number of those warehouses with those big computers. And they say, what we're going to do is we're going to charge one quarter of one cent on every financial transaction that goes through these computers. Mm meaning the buying and the selling of stock. And I started to think about that. Who's, <laughs> who's that going to affect? Is that yeah. going to affect the big fat cats on Wall Street? Or is it also going to affect everybody else? And this is Stacy Cunningham. She is the president of the New York Stock Exchange. And she's kind of thinking the same way. There's no exception for retirement funds or others in the legislation as it's proposed. So those taxes end up being passed back. It's important to recognize this isn't a tax on Wall Street. It's a tax on Main Street. Aha, uh-huh. yes, there is <laughs> buying. A tax and, on, wait, a tax on what? Uh, on, yeah, Main Street. That's yeah, right. There's buying and selling that goes yeah. on inside of my 401k and my mutual fund and my IRA. So, guess who gets hit with that tax? It's you and me, Michael.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. And, you know, Randy, when you take a look at this, it kind of reminded me of Office Space. You remember mm-hmm. that movie mm-hmm. where they had that one scene, the guy's out there, he takes the printer out and he starts banging the printer and stuff and beating it with his fist and stuff. It's interesting to me when you take a look at this, that in fact, one of those schemes that they did is just little bits of pennies and cents, remember, coming off each dollar or every transaction or whatever it was, and all of a sudden the account became huge pretty quickly. And I think when you take a look at this, the American people are smart enough to understand that you know the government has for a long time been trying to enter into, weave into, walk into their portfolios in some way, shape, or form. I remember back in the 90s, Randy, when the government kind of went down the road of utilizing in what's called an excise tax, right? And if you had an IRA and it was over a certain value, They were going to tax you at a certain percentage. And so they have always been looking at ways to do this. And so a lot of times when people think about taxation on investments, you know, a lot of times we think about capital gains tax, or we think about ordinary income tax, or we think about AMT, depending on your tax level, which is alternative minimum tax. Love that tax, by the way. (laughs) That That's the tax where after you've paid all your tax, if you fall into a certain category of income... Even if you gave the money away, you still pay tax on it. So that's a wonderful place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, of course, which, by the way, is one of the reasons that a lot of people will look to pay for advanced strategy. You know, part of the American dream is the idea of building a business, building a company, and, and quite honestly, providing a need, providing goods and services of whatever caliber or capacity that is to the public, and the more goods and services and the more problems that you solve... The more money you should make. And so, what's happened is, is, you know, the government has said, okay, we got to get creative. I mean, if you really think about how much of our money, how much of our income that we make is actually taxed. I mean, just think about that for a minute. Think about what you buy today that has some type of tax connected with it. If you have a cell phone, that cell phone bill every single month has taxes on it. Mm -hmm. If you have an electrical bill, it's got taxes. If you got a gas bill, it's got taxes. If you buy gasoline in your car, you know, it's got taxes. I mean, there's taxes on virtually every single thing we buy, food, clothing, in a lot of ways, some places, now not necessarily sometimes food at the grocery store, but going out to eat, you understand what I'm saying. So pretty much everything we buy has taxes. And now they're in a place they want to add more taxes on your investments. I think really, Randy, what needs to be talked about is the idea of not how can we achieve more taxation to the government, but how can we do a better job of spending and really defunding a lot of the government programs that are not utilizing efficiency in the first place. Now, what does that mean when it comes to consumers? Well, it means that we need to be paying attention to some of the roles as they shake up because, Randy, you and I both know that small little things compounded over time can become very, very impactful. And so that's why we want to have a conversation a little bit further here on this show about what are some of the things that people can
1: be doing to looking at ways to reduce taxation on their accounts. I think that's huge. Yeah, as you were talking about taxes there, there, you know, we're not too far from Halloween. You know, we're coming up on October here. And I read a story that said in some states that if a piece of candy is made with flour in it, it's considered a food article. Therefore, it's taxed. (laughs) <laughs> if it doesn't have flour in it, you know, it's like if you buy Kit Kats, you're going to be paying taxes. If you buy Snickers, you're not. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, yeah. the the way the tax landscape is, you really have to have somebody who is embedded in these rules and up to date with these rules in order to do the best you can with a, with a financial and retirement plan.
0: Well, that's exactly right. And so I think, Randy, the question is, you know, what should you do? amidst this information. I think the first thing you got to do is you always need to be mindful of taxation on your portfolio. You know, a lot of times people think about growth. Okay, what can I invest in to make as much money? Randy, tell me the special investment where I can make 14,000% tomorrow, and then I can sell out and do it again. Well, Uh chances are that may not exist, right? If it sounds too good to be true, it Probably is. Probably is. Now, it may not be sometimes, because remember, I, I'm a big believer the fact that a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. One of the things that you learn as you grow is when you pay for quality information, you know, cheap things are seldom good and good things are seldom cheap. So you got to be looking at ways to continue to increase your knowledge. Don't be frustrated with people who have money. Figure out, okay, if they have more money than you do, there's a reason they probably do. Uh, You know, especially if they didn't inherit it from parents and they're not a trust fund kid. Okay, so many, many millionaires and multi-multi-millionaires in this world. uh, Jeff Bezos, prime example. He's not a trust fund baby. Richest man in the world. Self-made. It is possible. The American dream still lives. But what you need to do is you need to be paying attention to how to not only make money, how to grow your money and what to do when you get that money. So I think the first step is paying attention to or looking for areas and ways and listening to this show is a great way to do it, that you can reduce taxation. And not just focus on growing your wealth in general. So what's one way you can do that? Well, first, one way you can do that is, you know, a lot of times commonly people think about, okay, putting money in an IRA. Okay, well, I put money in an IRA and that's great. But if you put money in an IRA, well, that money is taxed at an ordinary income rate. Ordinary income taxes, right? So that means you are paying taxes on that money based on how much money you make each and every year. Well, if that money grows and all of a sudden over the 20, 30, 40 year period of time, it grows into a large number. Well, now you're in a place where then that money comes out. When that money is taken out for income, you're paying ordinary income taxes. And you just mentioned, Randy, about our government spending all that money, trillions of dollars for COVID and all of the other debt that we have, You know, over $20 trillion in national debt, and we got unfunded liabilities. There's a lot of issues on the system. So we have to ask ourselves the question, what are the chances that taxes are going to go up in the future? And I think the probability is high that it will. So if you think back to that IRA example or even your 401k example, you're now putting money into an investment that's going to grow, hopefully, Lord willing, over time. But you're also going to pay more taxes on the monies as the money grows. Simple analogy. Let's say you put a hundred thousand dollars in an investment. And let's say over a twenty five year period of time or thirty year period of time with the right investments, that hundred thousand dollars turns into, let's just say, a million bucks, just mm-hmm. to keep it simple. Okay? Mm-hmm. The question is would you rather pay taxes on a hundred thousand or on a million? That's pretty easy on the 100000 I mean, it's a no-brainer. And then the next question is, what are the chances the tax brackets and tax rates will be lower 30 years from now, 25, 30 years from now, than, than what they are today?
1: Not much, I don't think.
0: I, I <laughs> mean, they're probably going up, which yeah. means you'll pay more taxes anyway. So the question is, would you rather pay more taxes on a larger number at a potentially higher bracket or less taxes because you have a lower number on the brackets that we know that they are today? Well, that should be simple. So one of the things you want to look to do, in my personal opinion, is take advantage of lower tax brackets by saying, "Okay, if I got money in an IRA right now, how can I mitigate some of that uh, tax risk by maybe looking to do some strategic conversion? right by converting some of that money to roths today or maybe thinking completely outside the box and maybe even utilizing the idea of overfunding certain specially designed uh insurance based products that can give you tax free income in the future. Now I'm not saying this is appropriate for everyone, but it is something to think about, right? One of the things that we will also do within the, on the investment side Randy under the US private wealth firm that I have is take a look at utilizing the types of investments that will give us certain opportunities To have reduced valuation on our money so we can do some conversion. All that means in simple terms is we're trying to reduce the number that we would pay taxes on. So if we got a hundred grand in an account, we would rather try and pay taxes on that value if it was 60 or 70 than on 100 even though our value in the investment may still be 100. You might be like, well, how do you do that? Well, that's a good question. So if you got questions about that and questions about what that would look like, then give us a ring or reach out to us. Really, go to leanonthewall.com, and the team can help you there. Most of the time, some of that information is, is available only for accredited investors. That means certain income or, you know, investments, accounts of a million or more. But just be aware, some details leanonthewall.com to learn more about that. But Randy, the point here is being aware of what's happening with your investments because we cannot guarantee what's going to happen with that role, whether there will be a quarter of a penny charged in taxes or not, but we do want to pay attention to what we can do. And by doing nothing, we're rest assured that we're not going to improve our situation. We're probably just going to be like, you know, a ball on a pinball machine bouncing. I like what Zig says, a wondering generality just bouncing from here to there. We don't want to do that
1: with our investments. Well, there's a certain time in your life where you don't want to make mistakes with these decisions and you don't want to make a mistake of not being aware of some of the things that you can take advantage of. And I got to tell you, Michael, in the last two weeks, I got to tell you, I made a huge mistake. I made a huge mistake. I don't believe I did. Michael, I made a huge mistake. I watched the Emmys. (laughs) (laughs) holy smokes i didn't last long but i turned it on i thought you know i'm a big tv watcher okay i'll watch the emmys and you know it was terrible and anyway jimmy kimmel though in his opening did say one thing that i agreed with and that is is that television has been very important during covid 19 it has really been our companion a lot of us have watched a lot more tv and netflix and all that goes along with that and i found a story this week that says research shows that people spend an average of eight 18 minutes deciding what to watch on Netflix. <laughs> wow. So you just pop it on and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you finally hit on something. And they spend about- 18 minutes. <laughs> 18 minutes is a long time. Wow, wow. And they spend about- per, That's per show. So if yeah. you watch two shows a day, that's
0: 40 minutes a day. Exactly. Which is 280 minutes a month, which is,
1: you know, you can do the math. <laughs> well, okay, Matt. Mr. Matt, on that right? Yeah. <laughs> but they only spend about 17 minutes- sitting down and actually making decisions about their 401ks, about their employee benefits. You know, they spend a lot more time on Netflix than they do financial decisions. And that should not be the case. We should take some time to make these important decisions and get some help along the way. But why do you think that is? I mean, why? Obviously, watching TV is an enjoyable thing, but something as important as our financials, that should be something that we put more of importance and more time into.
0: Well, I mean, listen, we all kind of tend to gravitate towards what we enjoy, what we know, and what feels comfortable, right? And so the idea of thinking about our financial future, uh, thinking about, you know, when we're going to retire or what retirement looks like, or if we're in retirement, you know, what our investments look like and, and how long our monies are going to last, or, you know, how do we transfer wealth to the next generation or, you know, whatever the topic is, depending on where your level of wealth is, the answers and the questions might be a little bit different. But I think the big thing, material, is a lot of people don't really understand the details of that. You you know, you would be surprised over the years. You know, we've been helping families in some capacity with their wealth, protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth throughout the country for almost 20 years now. And, Randy, you would be surprised how many families or how many people that when we connect with, whether it's myself or the team, sit down with them and talk about financial things, they really think they have kind of a decent handle financially financially because they watch CNBC, or they watch, you know, Fox Business, or they read the Wall Street Journal, whatever it may be. But when it comes to actually knowing enough to make good decisions with their investments, a lot of times they're not really there. And quite honestly, it's not really a comfortable topic. But sitting down to watch a mindless activity, which is a show on Netflix, <laughs> you don't have to think about Right. all you're thinking about when you're taking you know, those 18 minutes and searching for your show on average is you're thinking about what is going to provide me the most entertainment. You know, Zig Ziglar used to call it WIIFM. What's in it for me? Everybody listens to WIIFM, right? And so when we engage in a road like that, we're taking ourselves personally down the lane of our comfort zone. And when we in our comfort zone, you know, obviously, it's as it sounds, it's comfortable. <laughs> so there, we're in a place where we're like, I'll spend a lot of time here because I like the way it feels, right? I mean, it's like going out to the beach and sitting on the sand. Maybe you're not a beach person, but if you are, you sit on the lounge chair and you hang out in the ocean, swim in the pool, and you're like... You know, this is not so bad. Why do I want to shortchange myself and and limit this situation, right? Let's extend this situation. And so that's what happens when we do things to just kind of enjoy and look for ways to pacify our time. But when it comes to financial things, well, that gets a little bit scary. Maybe I don't have enough money or maybe I have lots of wealth, but how do I protect it? Or how do I make sure I maximize it? Or how do I make sure the government doesn't get their hands on it? Or how do I make sure, you know, all of these questions and you got all of these different professionals and you're just kind of like, who do I trust? It's almost like, Randy, if you get a major health situation, God forbid you get cancer, you might have a doctor that you trust and you like, but are you really sure that that's the right information? Are you really sure that that's going to get you through the finish line and get you healed? And then, you know, the reality of that question is, is you don't really know until you get there. And so it can be very scary and very challenging. And I think that's why people spend more time, unfortunately, shopping Netflix for shows than they do on their investments. It shouldn't be the case. Because what I found over the years, Randy, is this, we really believe. And I really believe that education, really the right education, simple education, is the foundation of good results, right? It's the foundation. Now, you have to apply what you've learned, but it is the foundation. And so, in fact, on that note, I want to challenge everyone. If you go to our site, leanonthewall.com, obviously, you're going to learn about us when you go there. But if you scroll down on the main page, you'll see there's a book there called Retire Once, Retire Well. And I want to challenge you to go and click on that link and learn a little bit about that book. It's 110 pages. It's a simple, easy read. You can pick it up, buy the book, and be in a place where you can learn a lot about what you need to know to really help you retire well. That's a challenge that I'm going to throw out there. It'll make you more confident, so to speak, in your retirement life. And Randy, I think that's the key, just making the effort to become more engaged with what's happening and not putting your head in the sand or not being too far out, but really being engaged in the process.
1: Now, didn't dad always say, what's worth doing is worth doing right?
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So keep doing it. Stay on the course, educate yourself. And I hope that finds you in a place where you are a little bit more enlightened, a little bit more encouraged, a little bit more challenged, quite honestly, than you were when we started the show. And again, go pick up a copy of that book, Retire Once, Retire Well. You can just go to leanonthewall.com, scroll down, you'll be able to find a copy there. And you can buy it on Amazon or wherever you like to buy your books. But as always, our challenge to you is to live with purpose so you can live on purpose and take a moment while you're trying to live on purpose and share the show with someone that needs to hear it, someone that is maybe financially depressed or someone that is maybe financially concerned. It's a great opportunity for you to just share the show with them. And uh, so, hey, I listened to this. and encouraged me. And I think you'll get some benefit from it as well. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we'll talk to you next show. Have a blessed one.
2: Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past Performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency, and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733. 0010.